Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I'm your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I have an amazing treat for you. Uh, Here with me today on the line, I have Papa Brian Britton. He is a pastor, a revivalist, an itinerant minister, the founder of the Harvest Family Network, and a pastor with Iris Ministries. He calls himself a pastor to pastors, and he is a spiritual papa of mine. Papa Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Christina. It's so wonderful to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, this is such an honor. I'm so thankful for your Papa's heart and just who you are to me and who you are to the Harvest Family Network. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's a worldwide organization of ministers, apostolic leaders, prophetic leaders, missionaries, people just laying their life down for Jesus. And uh, oh my gosh, so thankful for you. Oh, thank you. We love you. And I'm so proud of you. And I love seeing how God's using you in your ministry. Oh, thank you. I've told our listeners so much about you. Uh, What can you tell them about you that I haven't already said? Maybe something personal. Well, of course, I'm, I'm from the state of Virginia, and we've pastored in in Virginia and Texas, Virginia for over 10 years, but uh, just been blessed for almost 20 years now to preach the gospel all over the world yeah, as well. Uh, a lot of that while we were local church pastors. And, and my heart is really for the nations and for revival and standing with churches for revival in their city and region. And I've just been blessed to see God move uh, all around the world and all kinds of cultures. And uh, I just really honored to, to be preaching the gospel during this time. Before I was a, a missionary and a pastor and a minister, I was a, I was a football coach for six years. I coached small college football and junior college football in the state of Virginia. And man, that's all I ever wanted to do was be a football coach. And then and then the Lord called me into ministry. Mm. You know what? I love that, and I st- I still really see you as a coach. You're just you're just coaching the Lord's team. Oh yeah, yeah. I still uh, a, a big part of my ministry is like uh, encouraging, and I guess I use a lot uh, what I learned during uh, coaching. And uh, I always tell people all the time, you know, uh, God uses everything in our life. Nothing's wasted. Everybody's a teacher, and I learned so much during that time that I've used in the church. Mm, I love that so much. You know, I, I'm so grateful he doesn't waste anything. You know, we, we both know that he doesn't cause, you know, difficult circumstances, but he sure doesn't waste it. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. So Papa Brian, you just got back from Brazil, didn't you? Yeah. You know, uh, there was like a, I was there uh, last year during this time for, for over a month. And then, you know, the pandemic hit in, in, in March and wasn't the borders were closed to Brazil for like six months, but 
when they opened back up in September, you know, I immediately went back and I was there for a couple of weeks in September, uh, a little bit in October, November and December. So, uh, it, yeah, God's moving in a powerful way in Brazil right now. I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it. And I've been going there on and off for, you know, for like 18 years now. Wow. That's so incredible. You know, I, I feel like sometimes we have this idea that revival just comes instantly and we walk away. But I think one of the biggest things I've learned from watching you is revival is just just a stewarding and a continuing to like stoke the fires. And I know that, you know, you're a spiritual papa to so many in Brazil and you've continued to pour into them and, and watch them just take what the Lord did and just run with it. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, it's such an honor and blessing for me. And uh, I, I, I believe all the time that it's all it's about consistency and, and constancy and perseverance and just walking with him, you know, moment by moment, day by day. And uh, but the kingdom is steadily advancing. I think a big mistake maybe uh, folks make is, you know, just trying to sprint so fast. And and I believe but I believe the key uh, to 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 persevering and in uh, this this consistency that that people see uh, over time is in the in the harvest and a great harvest and fruit that remains is that just day by day intimacy staying in the fire and uh, is not relenting like we used to sing that song you know he won't relent mm-hmm. until he has it all like you know I'm not relenting either man I'm I just want to be with him every moment absolutely that's like one of my favorite songs the Jesus culture yeah that's a good song I haven't listened to it in a long time I mm-hmm. think I need to go back and listen to that yeah it's a real revival song yes he is relentless he does he calls us to be relentless in our pursuit of not only him but what he's called us to because it's not always easy there's there's rocks in the ground when you plow, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. And but he he assures us that uh, that he uh, there's this there's this thinking in the church that's always bugged me that you know kind of like you know God knows my address and and I'm I'm here and whenever he wants to do something you know I'm ready. But the Bible clearly teaches that he rewards those who diligently seek him and uh, and he rewards us with more and more of himself and his mm-hmm. kingdom manifesting in our lives. Isn't that the best gift? He rewards us with more and more of himself. I love that. He is the best gift. Yeah, because people talk about spiritual gifts, you know, and uh, but the greatest spiritual gift we have is him, is the Holy Spirit. Yep. I, I completely agree. You know, I think gifts are great. Like I'll stand in an impartation line and everything. And believe me, I've done my fair share of fire tunnels. But um, I, I'm just so obsessed with Jesus. Like, I just want him. And I've found that in my heart, because I've just sought him, he's never held anything back from me. He's always been more than generous and like given me more than I could ever ask for. And I've never really gone after anything other than him. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, I love I love that, too. You know, the, the impartation, the fire tunnels, but you're getting more of him. That's one of the ways, you know, he does it. And, the, you know, he uh, he pours into us. You know, through through the body of Christ, and and uh, yeah, I I believe that that he is that he is everything, and you've got a whole lot more of him. We all do more than we even know, more than we've tapped into. There's always more. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think um, through this whole kind of transition into COVID and everything, like I've just been really leaning and really pressing, and even just had so many moments where he's been leading me, and I don't even really realize that he's leading me, and I. I've found that to be very cool and very comforting, you know? Oh, yeah. Man, he, he's so incredibly faithful. 
Yeah, and I promise you and everybody listening, uh, you stay close to him in the secret place, pursuing him, making time for him every day. You're not going to miss anything that he has for you. It's a This is his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. You know, I I think we can get so caught up in the, oh, am I doing the right thing? And oh, am I this, that, and the other? But we forget that he's in control and he's going to have his way. Yeah, I believe that with all my heart. I know that not everybody kind of believes that maybe, but I, sh- I sure do. I'm glad I'm not in charge. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I don't want to be. <laughs> I think like, how can you see everything that you see? Like, it's just, it's so far beyond our, our limited human comprehension, but I'm so thankful that he is in control and he can see from every side, you know, which is one of the reasons why I just, one of the ways I want to live my life is okay. I I want what you want. You know what I mean? I, I always want to be found faithful to his heart. That's all I want. Yeah. Amen. And that's why, you know, uh, I believe that you know, prayer. We talk about int- intimacy with God, and that's why I believe prayer is so important because we need His opinion. We need to know what He wants, and, and we we can't always just arrogantly assume that that we know what He wants to do because He rarely does things you know the same way. He's the same yesterday, uh, today, and forever. But but He doesn't always do things the same. He, he, you know, He's alive. He's moving, and and just like Jesus didn't do things the same in scripture. Like sometimes he would lay hands on people. Sometimes he would speak. Sometimes he would spit in the dirt and make mud. You know, it, it was always different. He was completely led by the spirit doing what the, the father was doing. And when we pray, we need to, we need to listen when we pray uh, to get his direction, to get his opinion and to be, you know, empowered. Absolutely. You know, even when I pray for people, I don't, I don't do anything without first checking in with him, checking in with his heart. And saying, okay, where do you want to go from here? I think sometimes in the church, everybody's like, or a lot of people are like, you know, I want teaching, I want this, that, or the other, but there's no substitute for having that heart connection, that dynamic relationship with God, that all authority, all power, all, you know, everything, it flows from that. You know, you can give two people the same prophetic word and one of it, one has an impact and the other doesn't. I feel like sometimes people want to make the kingdom like so cut and dry and so black and white. And that's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with God is that it's so dynamic. It's never the same. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's, he's alive and he's got a personality and, uh, and, and he, and he has thoughts and, and he has dreams for us, you know? So, uh, yeah. And, and they're different and unique for all of us. And, and I, always, I hear people say, you know, sometimes in the church, you know, that they're bored and things like that. And, <laughs> and I, I just don't understand, you know, because it's never, you know, boring when you're close to him, when you're when you're intimate with him. And heaven and hell are always man, manifesting and blowing up around Jesus. <laughs> That's so true. You know, just the sheer delight. I really delight myself in him. That's a big part of who I am. So when he speaks something to me, he says just brilliant things. Yeah, like, of course it is, right? <laughs> it's like, I felt that he said that to me one time. Uh, I, I was having a similar response like you did. You're like, whoa, that's brilliant. He's like, like, what were you expecting? <laughs> you know, he's the king of heaven. He is wisdom. And he has things to say, great and mighty things to speak to us and show us that will blow our minds. And I think uh, many of us never get beyond that you know, super simple, basic things, maybe because that's all we need. I don't know. Maybe because we, we don't take the time to press in for more. There, there's so much there. One of the things that, that I like to do 
when I can. I'm not as faithful with it as I should be probably, but that's, that's journaling, you know, and writing in a journal. My wife, Valerie, you know her, she's so amazing with this and she taught me a lot. And But I've found in my life, just as he's always speaking to us, when I put a pen to that, the paper and that notebook or the journal, like something always comes, something mm-hmm. always comes, man. He's, he's just always ready to speak to us. It's not always what I want. It's not always what I'm expecting. Sometimes it's the same things over mm-hmm. and over that he wants me to get, but there's always something. Yes. I remember I used to journal so much and I have been so bad <laughs> about that lately. I really kind of <laughs> fell off the cliff, honestly. <laughs> it wasn't just the wagon. It was the whole cliff, but you know, one of the things I always noticed, you know, I would just say to him, speak to my heart. And you're right. Something always comes. He's always speaking. He's never been really silent. Yeah, for me, like, you know, even in the those more quiet times, like it's still always been something like you were saying, you know, maybe it's just trust me. I love you. Yeah. You know, when you want to know details, but, but he, he's just telling us what's really the most important. Yeah. And I've noticed the things that he tells me over and over again, I really need to get this through my head. You know, he's, you know, putting an exclamation, (laughs) putting an exclamation point there. But I think you're right. I think some people, maybe they never get past the basics. Maybe it is because it's all they need, or maybe they don't really realize there's anything more. Yeah. And sometimes I've I've always preached this is that sometimes people, when he starts where he starts, is, you know, you're my daughter, you're my son, I love you, you can do anything with me, you know, and if we, like, you're amazing, like, he starts telling us how he feels about us, and and sometimes we don't really believe that, you know, we, you know, we're believing lies, you know, that the enemy is, you know, whispering in our ear, we don't feel worthy of those basic things he tells us in hearing God 101, you know, like, you're, you're mine, I love you, you can do it, I'm never going to leave you. And if we don't really truly believe that in our heart because we're believing some kind of lie about our identity, uh, we can never go any deeper. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've noticed. Whenever the Lord is speaking to me, He's He always lifts me up. You know, I love you. This is who you are. Like if there was any ever any an issue that I was dealing with, He never pointed that out. He always pointed to who I was in Him. He would say, okay, you may be experiencing this, but but I've overcome it, but I've defeated it, but this is who you are in me. Yeah, his goodness repeatedly, his extreme goodness, scandalous goodness, you know, mm-hmm. leads us to repentance. It's that. It's the fact that he doesn't condemn us because there is no condemnation in, in Christ Jesus. The Bible is clear about that. And he and he. so when he talks to us, he talks to us in light of the finished work of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that goodness when we know we don't deserve that. That leads us to repentance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Sometimes I hear the believers talking about where he's like pointing out their flaws and issues. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's really him. But I always like to tell people Holy Spirit's not a nag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, he he reveals things to us, you know, and uh, when, but he doesn't do it all at once. He doesn't do it in a way that paralyzes us. Like I think what you're talking about. People just get hung up right. in that. Honestly, you need to, he sees the truth even when we can't see it. So he sees that that we have been co-crucified with Christ, that we have been crucified to the world, that we have been washed in the blood of the Jesus. They you know that that we are going to live forever because of him, that we are f- free 
and and the enemy just comes and just keeps lying to us. Mm-hmm. But he sees everything in the light of the truth. Mm-hmm. He does, and I I think that's one of the biggest things that you know I really want people to know is that he he's not dealing with our old man. In fact, you know, you had there was no hope for your old man, so he killed you off so, yeah, and put you in Jesus. Truth. You know, I remember one time he told me he said, "Stop trying to resurrect a dead person." <laughs> I'm like, okay, for sure. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like really, life a life of intimacy with him, and more and more the victorious kingdom Christian life, uh, normal Christian life, whatever is. You know, you, you're dead, and to live is Christ, and the part of us that can get offended and, and hurt and all that, you know, that's, that part of us is, is dead. Like now to live is Christ. Like we don't have the right to carry that stuff anymore. And, uh, but you know, that's why that is the, the difficult part of, of Christianity. It's so easy, but it's difficult because it does cost you, you, you know, it costs you your seat on, on the throne of your heart. Mm-hmm. He wants to be, the king. he wants to be, on the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I find it interesting as you were saying, you know, get to choose. And that that's the great part is, is we get to choose to not be offended. We get to choose to lay down maybe what we want in the moment, lay down what we think is best and just let him have his way because he knows better than we do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He does. Yeah. His wisdom. Yeah, I I think we're all just in the process of learning that he knows better than we do, you know. Yeah, and when we when we have those thoughts, and we all do, you know the you know kind of like the poor me or I've been wronged or you know all that me 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 stuff. That's a as a pastor, you know that is always like a frustrating thing for any pastor that folks are dealing with usually these things. It, when we have those thoughts, we have to take those thoughts captive to obedience in Christ. It is a process. It is a journey. It is a walk. And that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. That is why we're here. Yeah. And I, I love that you're a pastor to pastors. You know, I, I think that's really valuable, especially right now with COVID. I know there's a lot of pastors out there struggling and it's been very hard and they've been, you know, bearing a lot of burdens of their their people and what they're going through right now. Is there anything maybe you want to say to, to those pastors? Yeah, I, I would say like, I understand. I want, to, I want to tell you, you know, you are not alone. And I want to tell you to uh, remember, remember what he's shown you in the secret place. Remember what he spoke to you when you first came to that city, when you first said yes to that church, when you uh, when you first said yes to the calling upon your life. Remember that and know that you have everything. I want to encourage you. You have everything you need. You have everything you need for that to come to pass. And, and to, I, I want to say to you, together as the body of Christ right now. Let's really focus on Jesus. This is so important. I learned something uh, this week, interestingly enough, from it was from a firearms instructor. And <laughs> he was talking about the dis- the difference between looking at something and focusing on something. Mm. Of course, he was talking about the target when you're shooting a weapon, but mm-hmm. most people just look at the target. They look at the bullseye. They look at the sights, but you can focus on it. And that's different. When you focus on something, you look at something until the things in the background kind of disappear and all you see is the target. And the Lord just reminded me of like when, when Jesus came to Mary and Martha's home and uh, for, for Mary, uh, nothing else mattered in that house. Nothing else mattered because Jesus had come to her house. She was focused on Jesus. She was captivated by him. And uh, she everything else kind of like disappeared into the peripheral, into the background. And, you know, the Bible tells us 
that mountains melt like wax in the presence of God. And I just pray for you, if you're listening, that the mountains in your life, the obstacles, the problems, the storms would, would fade away in the presence, the glorious presence of Jesus. Join me next week as we continue this conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.